Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, Red Men Originals podcast time. We, what, we're throwing up gang signs? Is that what we're doing? Do no, you not see it every single time? Thing, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no gang signs. Come on. Um, <laughs> blood or Crip? Anyone? No, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, I'm Paul Machen, Steve Hall, Chloe Bloxham, Dan Club in the studio for this one. Uh, the season is over. Rejoice. Not because we were good, but because it's over. Um, Remember that saying, like... Um, was it, don't be sad it's over, just be glad it happened. Yeah. No. The opposite of that. I'm not, I'm not glad it happened. And it does I'm not apply here. <laughs> made up, it's finished. Yeah. 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 That's where we're at. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Liverpool drew 4-4 with Southampton uh, to end the season. And yeah, it was a it was a thriller, ultimately. Um, Chloe, your face tells a, a, tells a whole story. Um, yeah, ROI and didn't give a shit. Really? We didn't care. We were happy. Like when we went to Inaloa, but truth be told, we our end missed at least two goals. The Jota one, and then the Cozy Gakpo one. It was some really good play, but everyone just felt a little bit resigned. Like when that when that ball went in, and I think it made a four three. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, it's a good good goal." By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but like we're one goal behind, we can go again. It felt very much like before the game on the concourse, it was going off. Um, and at half time, it also <laughs> was going off. Everyone went down instantly. Um, and it felt like very much that the game took a back seat. But it was just a lovely day in the sun. It was a that's a bigger way that in terms of the journey. I wonder whether like oh, yeah. European rules almost apply on that. Is that you've got to go so far and you drink so much. That like typically European aways die on their ass atmosphere wise after like between half an hour and the end of half time. Normally Europeans because you can't buy any ale inside mm. the ground, so like you you stock up, get bladdered, and then your hangover kicks in by the time the second half kicks off. But I thought it was interesting. I don't know. I mean, obviously Dan, you were in the studio with us. I'll come to you in a sec. But Steve, what was your what were your general feelings actually watching the game? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it live. I watched it this morning on replay. I was watching Everton, trying to get them relegated. Well, well, that was the next question. How many people here, in all honesty, were more asked about Everton's results? I had Liverpool, like, I had their goal alert on my phone for the Reds. Oh, yeah, but I was focused on the relegation. I watched Liverpool. I was drunk as well. I watched Liverpool this morning, 90 minutes, because I'd done the final word show. Um, But, yeah, it was. I I said on last, I remember I said on Thursday Night Pints, and I know you guys were a little bit disagreeing with me. Like, I I weren't bothered at all. it was the time you cap. wanted Arthur Mello's tricky reds. That was, that was the only thing I was I was that was missing from that game was Arthur's not getting on. But yeah, listen, it was I haven't watched it back. It, it 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 I said on the final I don't want to talk too much, but like 
it shows you how good Premier League footy players are mentality wise because when they drop off 10% that's what you get an absolute shambles from both teams like they, you get Lavia setting Jota up on the edge of the box. You get a lad running from the halfway line through to score without anyone trying to tackle him. I think it just shows you the edge that these lads play on, and that when there isn't three points on the line, really, you know, like per se, something that matters, just even that slight little bit of 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 something from both teams, and you get what is essentially an expedition match in the sun, and that's why it was easy for the, the away fans to switch off and be all Bobby and Milner mm. happy because that's what they should have been, but the, I mean, the, the point is, isn't it, Paul? We want to get to next year where that isn't a thing anymore. If you if you if your last game of the season is an all event, make it like Man City's one there, yeah. where they just who gives a toss, they've won the league already. That's what you want. It was a I don't know, a kind of microcosm of the season. It sums the season up well. Yeah. In general. We just haven't had this under Klopp, Dan. It's been so long and I can appreciate that, you know, that's seven years, eight years, you mm. know what I mean? I've not I've I've every last game of the season in a final counting for something, yeah, for something yeah. yeah, having a meaning even like in the Premier League, you know, like mm. still got always going for something on the final day, you're either going for the title or you're going for top four mm-hmm. or whatever. But the idea of it being not on is such an alien concept. And again, there'll be people to to the point there's eighteen there's eighteen year olds, nineteen, twenty year olds, you know, Chloe, you were a kid the last time Liverpool had a game at the end of a season that didn't matter. It's mm. there'd be tons of people watching that, Danny, who had no concept of how to feel about it. Yeah, they will. It was amazing how quickly I remembered what those games were like, actually, because you're right, to the point like I remember all my childhood having games yeah. like that that just meant nothing <laughs> on the final of the season. Like it was commonplace, you know what I mean? So I went into it with a very familiar your feeling, even though I haven't had it for seven years, essentially under Jurgen Klopp, I very quickly remembered. Oh yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's a bit of an end of season party for the fans. Go and enjoy themselves in the sun. Might see some new players. Might see some different formations. Whatever. Let's just experiment a little bit, and it doesn't really matter. But you're right. It was alien. Um, and Jurgen Klopp will be desperate to make it alien again. I would imagine he won't want that next season. Hopefully, like you say, he'd want things all tied up in a nice little bow by that by the time that comes around. But I would much rather. And I much prefer being involved in these do or die, everything to play for games. Like yesterday, as a one-off, fine. You know, quite nice to be relaxed on the final day of the season, given the stress-inducing heart attack football matches we have had on the final days. But give me them over that yesterday every time. I'm right in saying since so since fifteen sixteen, it's either there's been it's top four or something. Well, the you, you, you're the first one was Europe. Yeah, Europe yeah, League yeah. finals, three Champions League finals, two top four races. Mm. Title races going down to the end of the season a couple of times. Well, it has been, you know, we've had even in like the, those, uh, the first Europa campaign, the last game of the season in the league was a nothing, mm-hmm. but we still had the Europa League finals to come yeah. from it. Was it was strange that at the end of the season was just a, a like you know I was um, yeah I was trying to find a way to watch the game in the UK, which obviously is legal, of course, and like even trying to find like it was like. Channel number twelve or something Liverpool. Like no one like the the Z commentary team that no one knew who he was. Like that's not like a thing usually for us. We're usually the star attraction, you know, like it just yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's just the way it's worked out. It's been it's, it's been quite It wasn't solid. even a human interest piece. Oh, ah, yeah. do you know what I mean? It wasn't even worthy of of, of, of notes, you know. The, the only thing that made it essentially noteworthy even in sort of the media today is the fact that Bobby Firmino yeah. played his final game in James Mill. That's the only real sort of... And the fact Firmino scores obviously aids that as well. But that's the only thing, like this morning, for instance, sort of on the radio or whatever, you kind of hear, oh, and Liverpool played and Bobby Firmino sent off for his final goal. That's it. Yeah. Outside of that, it didn't matter. Yeah. And this was ultimately the, the, the score adds to it. I don't know. It's weird. I, I quite enjoyed the Open. You know, I'm, I was quietly surprised when we went two goals up because I wasn't really thinking about it you know what I mean it was just a bit of a non-entity we had the Everton game on simultaneously 
when it went four two down, I was just laughing at how ludicrous the whole thing was. But then after that, when Liverpool just went right, fuck it, we're going for this. I I got really into it. I, I really enjoyed myself. I got I found it really exciting. You know, there was something to just. I all of a sudden I wanted it more than I cared to think about at any point prior to that. And I liked the fact that was the one thing about it, Chloe. That I it goes back to Steve's point on mentality. Stoke last game of the season, you know, twenty fifteen under Rodgers and Liverpool just give it up. There's not there's nothing to be played for. Everything's bad, everything's sad. Stoke absolutely walk away with it and everyone's just going, Oh my god, what are we doing? Like that game could have been that. Like Southampton could have actually totally run away with then a four two, they technically have. Um I thought it was a, a, a mild note of encouragement that Liverpool did just decide to actually turn it round and, and show up because yeah, they were it ended up being the last twenty minutes was actually quite enjoyable. Yeah, it, it was weird because you come came out the game and Liverpool should have won that. We had so mm. many chances in the last mm. fifteen minutes where I mean Salah hits the post with an outrageous little chip type oh, that, thing. You know, away and it looked like he means he didn't mean that. He didn't mean it. I mean <laughs> from our end it, it looked, like looked a bit like yeah. Yeah. I mean that's one of the worst touches ever I've ever seen. That's up there with Momo Soko if that's not if <laughs> yeah. he's not trying to uh, in, at least Maybe, two minds. That's an absolute Sorry. shank. Go on. <laughs> but either way, th- there was that. There was he had loads of chances where he cut in on his left. He should have just set Cody Gakpo who had an open goal. Um and we the decision making was wrong. But you saw the desire and if I can get that desire in a not in game with ten minutes to go. And it was very much Look, us and Southampton fans were having a laugh with each other. They were singing four two to the championship, and like we were clapping them mm-hmm. and laughing. Um, and it felt like Liverpool had just turned around and said, "We're not, we're not being embarrassed here. We're mm-hmm. gonna have to do something." And uh, the big boys did step up. I think some of the changes really helped. I thought Harvey Elliott was exceptional when he came on that pitch, yeah. and maybe people couldn't see it from on the TV because you don't get to see what he does. But the little reverse passes to Salah and Trent down the right were really good from mm-hmm. him. Um. He had a couple of wild shots where you were like, no, okay, let's get a couple more years. Everyone had one of them, didn't they? Go Gomez had one. Jesus Christ. That's why we to Lovren, Southampton. Yeah, they were trying too Elliot hard, which yeah. was what Salah was doing at times. But I enjoyed it because it felt like there was something to play for. Um, and it kept all our, our ends, you know, really on edge. Not because we needed the three points, but just because you like to finish off in, in, in a decent style. Um, and yeah, there was some all right performances. I thought Cody Gakpo was decent when he came on. Um, but Liverpool didn't have the final piece of the jigsaw in the last 10, which they should have. But yeah, it was absolute mental roller coaster of a game. But we were in the sun. We got to say goodbye to Milner and Firmino. Um, yeah, and it, it was a decent day. I think if Mo Salah wasn't chasing 20 Premier League yes. goals, we might have won that game. We'd have scored, yeah. yeah. He was desperate to get that goal. Like yeah. it, The one way he doesn't pass it to Gakpo was like, oh, mate. Yeah. I'd like to think if that was like top four was on the line, he just rolled that to Cody Gakpo. Yeah. But he's Are trying you to... sure? I'd like that. Given how he tweeted the other day, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. probably, yeah. Mm. Um, but he's, he was, you could tell he was desperate for that goal. It was almost a little hindrance a little bit. But fair play to him. Like, he wants the, the, the 20 again. But it was just like, it was mad in that. At 2 0, it looked like we could win seven. Yeah. Mm. At 4 2, if I think we could get beat seven. And then again, we probably should have won by, like, we should have scored like four more goals. Mm. It was, yeah, it was just like, again, it was two teams. It was just like, the mentality was like to, I don't know, switched switch within the game both times. It was like Southampton realised we, we're going to get absolutely embarrassed here. And then Liverpool felt the same. You know, when it went 2 0 the yeah. other way, either side. So 
That's what it kind of. It felt like both of them needed like a, a bit of a rev. Before yeah. they, before when you said season in microcosm, it was every problem that Liverpool have had all season long. Mm. We had we had since Bates in in that yeah. game, but the things that we've managed to reboot and get right worked really well at, at the same time as well. Go on, go on. If there's something that uh, stadiums need to get better, it is some form of signal inside the ground because. I, I remember last year when someone celebrated 3-2, thinking Aston Villa had gone up, and it sent like Anfield a bit mad, and it wasn't the case. And you feel like in moments where your neighbours could potentially go down or you're going for a title, I feel like we didn't get the... Like when Leicester and that scored, half of our end didn't even know. No, no one celebrated because no one had a clue what was going on. And it's just, it makes you bounce. It makes you more happy. And I, I feel like, um, especially when it, it took me back to that Aston Villa where, like, I genuinely, there was everyone who thought Aston Villa had made it 3-2 and they just hadn't. Someone had just started something yeah. and for no reason. So I'd really like, in case we are in, you know, a title race next season or a top four race um, or the Ev uh, potentially going down again, please could you just sort some signal out because I couldn't get anything. You can have too much signal sometimes because we were getting scores ahead of, because we were on a delay because we were oh, yeah. watching Norris' team. Yeah. <laughs> we were stuck in there. Is this going to happen? Is it not? At least two of the goals got spoiled by Sky in the, in the <laughs> updates. It was good. Yeah, good stuff. When you go to the NFL games, you have to do the scores going around the stadium. Mm. Premier League don't like Do you games. like that, though? Because I, I, John yeah, Chloe's point, back in the old days, people used to say, like, radios, didn't they? And have them by the way. Like, I quite like... There was a lad uh, on the left. There was a Leicester fan that he kept that. showing with a, with a radio. The big one as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't the smallest. Yeah, yeah. The wireless. The, the, the radio was called the wireless, that. I mean, I that the thing was, at half-time, I think Leicester were winning, but Everton were drawing. And our end had just cleared out because no one knew what the score was. So everyone just went to bounce downstairs. And when and when the scores like because they announced the scores at half time you got a little way but that was it because all of us had got off because no one had a clue what was going on because no one could get any updates yeah. which you know you're there to support the Reds but in the top four race title race I need to know what the other score is because it's not just reliant on you it's reliant on them as well um, but yeah that's my agony rant which isn't for this show but it be bad, eh? I've yeah, done it now yeah fine absolutely fine they can have that um yeah, I, I thought there were things. I think there were decent things to take away. We'll talk about mm. that in a second. We've got a super chat from uh, Jacob Waddell in the meantime. Uh, it says, "Cheers, guys. It made the season more tor- tolerable. Onwards and upwards. I th- we got loads of these on the uh, on the watch along, which I'm really made up for. Everyone who who watched me and Chris uh, and our descent into madness on the final day, uh, much mm. much appreciated and all that. But yeah, I'm glad to see that we've managed to somehow." help people remain on some form of even keel hey, over the last the nine months. The coach was really popping off. We had uh, karaoke. Sorry, it was popping off. Popping no, off? it was. Yeah, we had people... Did it make you totemotion? <laughs> no, not quite. Um, we had people doing karaoke. Uh, I'm not going to say it was great, but it, you, you know... Think? Did you do it? No. Yeah. I love the way you do this. Like, no, when you've got the, what, like... You sing all the time. You've got the second voice. best voice in the office and you wouldn't even sing. You've got the best, you. No. No, it is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, no, it was it was good for soon, to be fair, especially when there was nothing to play for and the Ev stayed up. Um, so, yeah, the fair play to all of us. You'd travelled five hours to get to Southampton, um, drawn 4-4, and then decided to sing all the way home. Yeah. in a good place, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Um... I thought it was great for Bobby. We kind of talked about it to get that one more goal. So I'm up to 16th in the all-time Liverpool top goal scorers list, which is pretty amazing when you can consider it. I think that's 111. It's just behind. He ended up like six or seven behind Ian St. John. 
uh, in I think in less games as well, which is pretty impressive. But yeah, good for him. And Milner, uh, they had the most James Milner game of all time. He come in, he he booted people, he ran all over the place. He finished the game at left back. Look red. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, There's a man who'd caught him. I mean, I worry about him going down to Brighton if he reacts. That's one day in the South Coast sun. Yeah. And he looked like me on holiday. Like, he, yeah. was, he was like a lobster at the yeah. end of it. Um, but yeah, he did. He, it was totally Milner. He played the hits. He did. He, mm. he, he just wheeled them all out, including the um, the shy wave. I don't want the centre of attention. Yeah. Mm. He was like if he was doing a set at Glastonbury, that's what it'd look like. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so Roberto Firmino a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. His goal was the hit, just sitting lads down for a laugh and and, and then reeling away, um, losing one on the halfway line. Mm-hmm. It's been <laughs> yeah, a little it was bit. All bo- there. It's been a little bit Bobby recently, that hasn't it as well? The more more recent Bobby than than old Bobby, but yeah, it was. It was nice. Um, the, I was glad Jaeger started them because there was some talk like, well, you know, they don't want to get injured and they don't want to, you know, but like fair play wanted to and they both wanted to play as well. Um, obviously Milner stays on in the end, doesn't he? I think all the way, and, yeah. and, and obviously when Bobby went off, but it was I, I thought it was really, I thought it really fitting that James Milner played five positions or something <laughs> on his last game. He, he did, he was everywhere in midfield, DM. He was left back for a little bit, a little go wing. Yeah, it was class. Um, <laughs> might explain why we drew four or four all. Um, as well, a little bit like it was a, it was so strange in that, like the, you, you, I, I have to be careful because like it's so hard to be dropped into a footy game, um. But the lads who were like given a chance to impress, you think they're the you'd thought you'd think they're the ones who'd really step up and you'd think the likes of Gapo and Salah would be asked. Mm. But it, it kind of felt the other way. It was the lads who yeah. came in, they looked like they hadn't played for ages, they haven't. And it, I mean, if we're trying to sell Keith Keller, we might have knocked a couple of pounds off his price tag. Joe Gomez, maybe the same. There's a couple of lads who, who you'd think were would have been desperate to go into the summer, haven't impressed, and it just didn't quite happen for Well, that, that was my next question, is obviously the, from the team selection, there's a couple there that we, we were speculating is, you know, there's their chance to play for their place mm. and what have you, but the other side of it is, cause, so like Keller has a good, a good example of this, Jürgenkopf came out in the press conference of the week and said it would take a huge offer for us to consider it. By all accounts, Keller wants to move on, he wants to go and progress his career, which is I think is understandable at this point. And you partly, and he immediately went, well, this is a bit of like a, a thank you or a nod to him and say, go on, mate, here's your game. You're going to get more game time next season with the Europa League team now. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see more of you. But is there a flip side, Dan, where actually for him, for Matip Gomez, Simicas, there's a bit of shop window about it? I'm not saying any of them actually, as Steve points out, really increased no. the value. No. Um, certainly their visibility for good or for ill. Um, but... It could, there could certainly have been a little bit of a, a little bit of that yeah. edge to it. Yeah, there was. I think there definitely was. They might be on the sales rack now. Some of them behind the shop window a little bit because it wasn't impressive from those lads, especially. I think I give Simicast especially a little bit of grace. And you're right to the point about they kind of been dropped into a match, very rusty. They haven't played a lot of first team football for a long time. But and Simicast especially, like I say, because he was sort of very much out of position. Like that role, the sort of the left sided centre back, which Andy Robertson's done okay at, does not suit Simicast at all. We now know that. We've seen that. Um, but yeah, there was a chance there for those lads to either play for a place in the squad moving forwards or, like you say, sort of play for a move. And none of them really covered themselves in glory for either of those conversations. So it was an interesting one. I was really surprised by Gomez and Matip's positioning. Mm-hmm. Actually, you spoke about it in the build-up show and you thought Gomez might be the central one and Matip on the right. I don't understand it. 
and that might be a nod towards what we're going to do next season potentially but maybe Matip will move on and that's why we might go and sign one to replace him there but I didn't understand that at all because it doesn't suit their attributes in the slightest to me and that's how it borne out in the game as well we were defensively we were you said the microcosm of the season we were shambles at times defensively like it was so easy for Adam Armstrong so easy for that Colomain just ran at us just carried the ball for like 30 yards just ran at us forever and it's like someone going to go and deal with that lad then no just going to let him run so yeah it was pretty shambolic pretty much from the back new back four I'd say Matip, Gomez, mm-hmm. Simakas and Keller all of them who were either fighting for a place in Klopp's plans or maybe a move not one of them really did it yesterday I said that might be the season if we never had Alisson mm, yeah, yeah. I think Alisson saves probably all of them definitely three of them uh, and, that, and that's but that no, but that but that's the difference. And I I think Keller's a good goalie. He is, no, he is. But I think I, I think Allison's a great goalie, and we've needed that. We've needed great goalies. And like I say, I I always say Allison saves the ones I don't think he should always save. Keller, he let one in that he should have saved. But the other ones are ones where you can't really blame him per se. But you, I was I, I think Allison will save that. The thing is, I, I I get your point, but I also think it's, it sounds stupid to say because he let them in. But I think Callahan saves all of them as well. Mm. You know, I think there's another day where, yeah, exactly. What I, mean. I, th- I think there's just another day. Yeah, a bad day. And, kind of thing. Yeah, I just think he has a bad day at the office, and you don't mm. know what that is. And again, is that um, that's a bit of ring rust? You know, can't, can't we haven't played since January. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that, exactly yeah. that. You know, and and it's not like he plays for the the under twenty threes or whatever. You just turn up to training, and yeah. And, the and the only other thing with that is sort of we give. I'm sort of making excuses for the back three, not including Trent, because it's positional change as well. They're not used to it. They've, they've always played a four three three for Liverpool. They're coming in. Things are slightly different. The flip side of that with Keller is saving shots is saving shots. Yeah. Isn't it essentially like he should have been better. There's no yeah. The second one's it. the worst of them. Yeah. The second one's really it's bad. It's weak. It's really weak. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing where sometimes like it's all well and good play, putting players in shop windows. Sometimes it's better not to. Like the reason Liverpool sell Brian Bruce there is because we were the, we were the best hype job anyone's yeah. ever done. Yeah. Oh, we've got this lad, he's the new for me, and oh, bang and go. I never played. Sold him and it turned out it was, it was a bit of fool's goal for Sheffield United. Mm. That's the worry with Keller now is that if you I don't know, listen, I don't think anyone should judge a player on one game, whether you're buying or selling. But if you are looking at <laughs> But I will for no, the no, purpose no, of this point. No, no, I, I'm not, but if you're a team who's gonna buy him, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that would you would go, ooh. You would, I'm you? not going to put you, 30 million on the table. Yeah, I said it yesterday. You'd be like, I said it yesterday. You'd be like oh, oh, wait, wait, what's that? You, know, you would because a lot of the time when Keller's played for Liverpool, we've been boss. So he hasn't had to be. He hasn't had to be like you know. I understand there's been League Cup games, but like he has a lot of. He's like quite a few goals in them. You know what I mean? Like fives and stuff. But it was. It was like it's different when you see him behind what is a bottom half of Premier League defense like that. Mm. Gomez, Matip, Simakas could be any bottom ten defense. And if, and that's what Southampton can do to them. So what do you, what's your goalie yeah. gonna do? Ah, okay. He's not. He hasn't got. Well, that, is that what he looks like when he hasn't got Van Dyke and he hasn't got yeah. Fabinho and Henderson and Shield and him? You know what I mean? Maybe it is that. I, and that was my thing coming away from. Him, I was like, if you're Brentford now, you would just you'd have a little. Oh, hang on a minute. You know what I mean? You, you might have a second thought about it. Just just on the Keller thing as well. What's that do for him personally? Because he has aspirations of going and playing first team football somewhere. Of course he does. Now you're right. He might sort of take yesterday in isolation. Just go, yeah, whatever. Move on one game. But during his Liverpool career, even though he has conceded goals, it's always been a positive. He's come in and won trophies for us. The Carabao Cup, for instance, he's played a part in the penalty shootout. It's always been up with trajectory. The the mood music around him has always been positive. We've always waxed Liverpool about him. Everything's always been boss. All of a sudden, yesterday, he does that. Does he sort of reassess his own situation and go, okay, maybe I do need to stick around and develop and play Europa League, etc., etc.? All the other way around. I need to go and play. Cool I, can't, I, yeah, can't yeah. Just, I can't sit on a bench on January and do that. get thrown in. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I need to go and play because 
when you're if, if you go to a, a lower league t- team, you, if you play every week, you can afford to have one stinker because mm. you need to make. There's probably like five saves in a season that can keep a team up. You know, or, go, or is the difference between going down and keep? And I think Keller's more than good enough, but I, I also think it goes to show. And I think we've got a lot of these players. And I think uh, moving on to Gomez, he's this for me. Is that he feels poor? Like this is the problem with when you when we got knocked out the cups too early. And everyone moans about League Cup runs and like the Europa League next season. That's the value of them. It's like these lads get game. These, yeah, yeah. these lads will get game time. The reason we all think Keller is good, he's played twenty games for us. But yeah. a lot of them were a lot of them have been cup games. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. He's he the because Liverpool were crap in the start of the season. He's been a victim of that. Yeah. He hasn't been able to play. Well, just back to your point on Keller here. It's like the reverse fruit machine effect. If you go and put a pound in and you don't win, you walk away and go, oh, I've just wasted a pound. But it's the whole twenty five percent average payout thing. Mm-hmm. Is that you've actually got a You've got to play it in order to actually yeah. get to your percentage chance. You get you get the full the full the full hit of what it is you're actually doing, and that's the goalkeeper thing. Um, I, the, yeah, Gomez is in a, a, a really awkward situation, I, and I think it's more of a bit of a it's a bad PR situation he's in at this time. He's not doing himself any he's not doing himself any 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 favors when he has been on the pitch because he's had it's not it's not even just the cup things though. Today is that he had his opportunities when people were injured, and he was poor. Yeah. You know, he was genuinely. He had a couple of good games, and then he'd have a and then he'd have a stinker, or, or he'd have a, a bad moment in a game and never recover from it in the game. And that's that's a concern, a real concern. And he's become that player that you're saying needs to run a five ten games. Okay. Yeah, but you're not good enough to play five or ten games, mate. You know, you have to when you get that chance, grab that shit. Curtis Jones is mm. the example of this. There was no one saying he was he was deserving of that chair ahead of anyone else. But he got given the opportunity, and now it's his shape because he's he, he's shown that he can do it. I, I agree on the cup things that people need, need more of that. In hindsight, again, I, when if you remember, we didn't need that league cup thing. We genuinely didn't because that was an absolute shambles. We had no players whatsoever, yeah. and the the way that they fell, it all January was already was already stupid, yeah, and true. it was going to be even more even more so. But um, next season. There's no excuses, you know. Mate, I think Joe Gomez is lucky that Matic might be leaving because mm. you'd, you'd be looking for an upgrade. Is that you? I don't think you're going to sign. Two, I don't think, given the work that needs to be done in front of him, which we saw in the midfield, if Liverpool were flying, you just get rid and go and buy a new centre half. Mm. There's just too much work. You know, I, I say it's a bit like um, the taps leaking, but there's all in the ceiling. So we're kind of we're going to leave the leaky tap for mm. a minute because that's what that's what we like with Gomez. Like he's impressed me once or twice this season. Maybe he was good against City. Mm. End of. I think that literally. Maybe. Think that was, I don't yeah. think was it Everton did he play. I can't remember. There was one more. The only example I was using was City. Yeah. Over than that, mate. But that's been the outlier. He's, he's been poor. Yeah. You know, and, and again, whether it, again, I'm with Dan. I'm not sure why him and Matic were that way around. But obviously, maybe, maybe, maybe Yerland wants to have a look at Gomez because he should be in fairness. If Canate's out, then Gomez goes and does to. I've got the mobility to get about exactly. kind of thing. But yeah. I, he, I think I think he'll keep him. He's English. He's young enough, and he's versatile. Yeah. But my gosh, there's, a, there's. A, I think we can we can certainly say the convers- conversation wise, and you know, if Liverpool are flying, I, I think he would. You'd be looking to cash in. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Yeah, this is a few of them. We 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 were doing this on the build up show, and I think maybe it goes back to last week. I said if you had, if you were coming in, taking over Liverpool job on football manager this summer, you and you've got no emotional attachment, you don't have to look the players in the white to the eyes. You you would there's a ton of players you'd just get rid of. You know what I mean? You'd just go. You would just go. Okay, Keller, there's twenty five million pound I can mm. put towards something else. There's Joe Gomez. I move on. I move Matt upon. I move Simicass on, and I wouldn't give it an, another thought. I'll go and get some other some other footballers yeah, you in. Throw, you could probably throw the captain. In that, yeah, maybe, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. absolutely, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, again, even like Thiago. You know, there's there's there's, there's, pl- there's plenty of those in there. But you, what we kind of I think we're all in general agreement on is that there's so much stuff to be done yeah. that you you make it a. a a deeper hole for mm. yourself and you're right Gomez is one of them and he needs to sum it off he needs to have a little look at what he's going to be doing and it does the way they were used because it makes no sense because you're right skill set wise Matip, Matip and Van Dyke, cool calm collected you know don't need to be super aggressive in how you defend that'll work perfectly and Gomez has got the mobility the fact that they've done it the other way around says to me yeah that's Matip that's Matip on the way out mm. I remember at I think it was the Armstrong who just ran straight at us. Yeah. Jay Gamer spun in a little circle. He put a bottom bin. I remember saying to Andy Bell, I don't want to see them two partnering each other ever again mm. in a Liverpool defence. And I might yeah. not, but it was that bad. It was the third goal. It was one of the third one is when straight he after backed, half time. He, he, when he, back, he just backed off. Away. Someone has to engage at some yeah. point there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when he does engage, you get span. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was an absolute shit show to be perfectly honest they were all over the place and if something was on the line I wouldn't have found it funny but I was literally sat there at 40 down like in dis- like I was like disbelief with what I was watching what I will say is um, Fabinho did not help them at all <laughs> Fabinho was also in the mud I can understand remember when you said the other day probably don't play that lad like I said play it because I wanted to torture him for how bad he'd played this season Um I'm hoping that's enough torture. I hope he goes on holiday because for that goal, I'm pretty sure he can just hack someone down. Mm. He misses He misses the tackle and he's just far too nice and he can't keep up with them. So instead of just rugby tackling him, which is what you should do, he just lets him bypass do- him and he scores. But Fabinho Defo didn't help those no. two. But, but, he, those but two it's, not even, didn't help it's not even all Fabinho. This goes back to those overriding problems is... It was a dead rubber game at the end of the season, and look, it's it's not, not fair. To s- it's not really, but it's also not fair to say that it's an exhibition game, and it's not fair to say it's a preseason game. It's not. It's a competitive game of football. The one that you know you get. It's it's part of the fixture list. People take time off where people go and travel down to watch them. You know, what I mean, that's that's the reality. It's a proper football game for Liverpool, but at the same time, motivations are different. Players do treat it differently. Yeah. Like those small percentages, like tra- defensively, I thought Trent was 
dreadful <laughs> in terms of getting back into the right back slot to do a defensive job. I thought he just he, he got absolutely roasted. But at the same time, is it their first goal or the second goal where James Ward Prowse arrives at the back yeah. at the back post? There's three guys there, and Trent got to go to the guy that he goes to. Mm. But but all but James Milner is laddie darling around the middle of the pitch. Mohamed Salah is at his goal hanging, trying to get his twentieth goal. You know, if that's a, again a, a truly competitive game, Mo Salah's playing right back for us there yeah. because he's busting a gut to get in and do what he needs to do. Whereas, let's be honest, is he is he going to expend well, any more energy than he needs to in that game to like get to away think, from the goal? I don't think so. I'd like to think the second goal uh, and the fourth, the third and fourth in particular, don't happen. If that game means, I'd like to think Fabinho takes one a yellow, yeah. and Trent takes the yellow after Henderson just gives it away for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would, but but like you can get you can remember like you, you go into one that you can get injured. Yeah. Like you probably yeah. that's that's also when you mind like yeah. yeah, I could whip you down and take the yellow, but also I could break my leg doing it. So be asked. Yeah. It did feel a little bit like that. And again, it's indicative of going back to the conversations of that's where we found ourselves, unfortunately. And the one Trent's that, just been picked for England, so it's about yeah, time yeah. that he had he had a bad game right back for Liverpool <laughs> because that's about par for the course. I also it? think what we did, I think something that was instructive of the Henderson goal, sorry, the the Armstrong goal that Henderson gives away is that there's a vulnerability to Liverpool when Trent's on his way to the midfield. Because once he's there, he's fine because everyone shifts around on right. Mm. But if if you give the ball away when he's on his way, you are done for. And Jordan, it's lazy, really. And he can't even tie. He's just, just literally just going on the pitch. Yeah. He's switched off a little bit. Is that I think un- as Trent's making his way in there, you've got to be so careful with that ball. Because if you just do something stupid like that, you are dead. Because cause the... the the, the, the centre half hasn't had a chance to get round yeah. and Trent's out the game he's course, completely, he's completely, completely yeah, gone yeah. so that's you know, we've, I think we've learned mm. a little bit against Villarreal a weakness in the system mm. uh, which was that if it's a high line and compressing you but I also I think that was instructive as well as that my god don't do you cannot turn the ball over in that situation you're dead one thing I'd say just moving things forward we mentioned Arvielli before Chloe I, I thought he was brilliant yeah. and, and one thing I've, I've started to notice from him is if, if Liverpool are going to have 65-70% of the ball, I want Harvey Elliott on the pitch over anyone else that we've tried in that. Look, Milner just basically did a poor Jordan Henderson impression in that game, playing in that position. And I don't think Jordan's the right fit for what, we're, what we need for that position either. Harvey is probably the closest to... If Liverpool got and buy someone, if Liverpool go and pay 50 to £100 million for someone to play in that position, say... It'll be some far more akin to what Elliot's doing than what Jordan Henderson's been doing. Yeah, he was really good. Like I mentioned earlier, those reverse passes, the way he held onto the ball, the the one two touches with with Salah, it felt like he understood as well. And there was one thing that I, I really enjoyed seeing. Yes, he was when he did overlap, he wasn't scared to use his right foot, and it didn't always work. But he got us corners, he got us something from it. Mm. And I think you know if it's Salah who's stuck out on the right hand side and he's overlapped. He doesn't use his right foot. He just will not use it. So I like to to see Harvey Elliott actually use it. There were so many times I was just use your right, and when he did, he won us a corner, and that's perfectly fine. That's yeah. boss. Um, but also he found himself in the centre of the box, and he was taking things on. He didn't always get the right connection, but he trusted himself. He backed himself, and I love the energy of that. Um. We all know he's he's got a wand of a left foot and he can, you know, even dink passes out. His crossing was really good as well. Mm-hmm. There was loads where he was putting them back post, but no one no one was there. They were always just going over Luis Diaz's head. Um who I didn't think did that brilliantly yesterday, but once again we're not gonna see the best of him until next season. Uh, but Harvey Elliott yesterday was was a shining light because I've said all season, love him, 
absolutely love him. And he's had my first half of the season, it was brilliant mm. for us, wasn't he? We asked him to go and go and go. And then Wolves, he, he comes out the stunner, which their goalkeepers had a nightmare for as well. Um, but I've always sat there and I've said, I'm not sure where he fits because he can't play right wing. He doesn't have the pace. He's not a natural in a Jurgen Klopp system. And this Jordan Henderson role to overlap and do what what Jordan Henderson is doing, and maybe we're not looking for that because Jordan Henderson's not the the type that we need there. Um, he doesn't use his right foot, but creatively, he was one of the best players on the pitch when he, he came on. You know, it's whether we want to replicate what we're doing on the other side, and mm. um, whether we want to have you know two inverted guys on, on yeah. the opposite flanks but I thought it was encouraging I think, I think, it was definitely game, I think you're right though Paul in a game where you're going to have a lot of the ball you'll be fine on it the, yeah. I, don't, I think the reason he hasn't been playing on that right hand side is to get him back a bit discipline of it isn't uh, it he's willing to do he's it really good at it what he, he does when yeah, he gets he's, there he just, just gets yeah. get run by yeah. but, but you're right if you've got the ball and you're on the front foot I think the difference when he came on is that he had space he just he just that's what he that's I think that's his best attribute he gets himself into and listen like the best in the, like there's a reason Kevin the I'm not comparing him the Bruyne is brilliant no the Bruyne is brilliant because he's brilliant but also he finds spaces where he yeah. can be brilliant like I thought against Villa in particular people were so naive in that we played the game exactly where they wanted us to play it mm-hmm. against Southampton Harvey Elliott wasn't having that he was like I'm just going to get it there yeah. and he was dragging you're right he was yeah. I, I, my guess is he's going to be prime for that right midfield role because just exactly what Chloe said he started getting the, the right foot out I've never seen him do that before. Yeah. It feels like that's something someone's told him he has to go and work on. You know, he's had a few weeks off. Maybe that's something that they've been doing in training. Like, you need to be able to... If you're going on that overlap around Mo Salah, you need to be able to cross with your right foot. Because yeah. you can't slow the game down. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Um, super chat from Mo Mohammed says, uh, Ugarte would never let Sulemana run through like Fabinho. He does play for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, well, that's a... That's a so, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a fairly fundamental uh, flaw to the to the if plan. Still, Mali, if he plays against PSG next year, we might uh, might be Chelsea. Uh, we might, or Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, we might see it. Yeah. Tony Blakeway, uh, thanks for keeping me entertained during this crap season. Uh, looking forward to the off-season documentaries and roll on twenty three, twenty four, and the new era reds. Absolutely. Do we, do we only have like several days until uh, the window opens? The window fourteenth. Got two yeah. weeks. Oh. Delight. But yeah. you can start signing players now. You just, oh, can you? Yeah. You, just can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't register, can't register them until mm. mid-June. Yeah. Okay, great. Okey and he's dokey. a break, Jürgen, just give me a minute. Yeah, absolutely. A, a couple of days before we all start to get really... <laughs> Let us do our end-of-season content before you start <laughs> signing players, please, Jürgen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, They'll do it on a Saturday when none of us are... Yeah, on a Saturday, at, Saturday at 8 o'clock or something. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we've got our upcoming Bobby Firmino Best in the World documentary. Um, the first episode, which is going to be coming out on YouTube on the 23rd of June, features some absolutely amazing insights about the players time at Hoffenheim we'll give you a little teaser clip on that and when we return we're going to be looking and talking about the end of the era at Liverpool as a friend as a character in the locker room often on the pitch uh, we missed him a lot and especially me because we had a, a amazing um, relationship aber natürlich war ich stolz danach also gleichzeitig war traurig gleichzeitig war ich auch stolz weil er Das war für ihn eine, eine Belohnung für seine Arbeit, für seine Leistung, was er hier die vier Jahre geleistet hat. Und äh, wir waren alle hier stolz, ich mit meiner Familie auch. Wir waren sehr, sehr stolz, dass der, dass der nach Liverpool, ein so ein großer Verein, dass der das geschafft hat, dahin zu kommen. Und wir wussten, wir waren sicher, dass der dort sehr viel Erfolg haben würde. Und äh, so ist er auch gekommen. Ich finde, es ist immer eine Riesenchance und, ähm, für den Spieler und man freut sich einfach, weil von Hoffenheim zu Liverpool, das ist, das ist schon geil. 
und er ähm, hat sich das verdient. Ähm, was er sich da auch aufgebaut hat in, in Liverpool ist, ist großartig und ähm, ja, wir haben uns alle einfach nur für ihn gefreut und umso schöner, dass er dort so lange eine schöne Zeit hatte. Yeah, I mean, uh, on one side you are sad, on the other side you are happy because um, uh, I think you shouldn't be. At this time, I was not sad that it was over. I was actually happy that it happened and that I uh, could share the locker room with him. And to uh, um, yeah, the rest is, you know, the story. Can you describe Bobby Firmino in one word? Legend. It's pretty standard, though, isn't it? It's not, it's not great, but he is, isn't he? Yes, uh, and there is a brand new teaser coming out on a Friday for that. So keep your eyes peeled on our socials uh, for more details on what is coming in Bobby Firmino Best in the World, three-part documentary series. If you want all of those episodes and the full interviews around it as well, uh, then do join up to redmanplus.com. Uh, for the last couple of days, we've got a code running as well. You can get 50% off a yearly subscription. Uh, choose a club captain yearly subscription and use the code YEAR, Y-E-A-R. Instead of £50, it's £25, which is basically giving it away. So spike our hands off over that now. Uh, and not only will you get Bobby's doc, you get all the summer transfer stuff and you're going to get Liverpool win the Premier League next year as well. Um, <laughs> we hope so. Yeah, nice. look, if Arsenal can put together this almost title run from nowhere with just with Europa League football and a bunch of children what about and Granit Xhaka, then we can surely do more. If everyone watching does that now and we win the Premier League, but we're also in Europa, you're going to have to buy another year subscription just to get the Europa because that'll be a week or two afterwards. Very but... True. I reckon you should all just join the pact of if you don't do it, we're not going to win the Premier League. Yeah. Because that's what that's the that's good luck of it. If anything, now you're, so you're going to yeah. have to. If anything, you're jinxing it. It's on you. I know. It's on you, that guy. We, we did our bit. You jinxed it. It's your fault. But on, we, we've never, we've never um, not had a really good season when we've had an uptake in subscribers, just saying. And we've never not had a good season off the back of having a bad season. No, that's, yeah, that's I thought you were going with it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was being very much selfish. You were, yeah. I was absolutely. hard selling it. I was guilt tripping yeah. the sell. Yeah. You were you poured on the optimist. It's good cop, bad cop. <laughs> Fucking buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want. Pressure, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Uh, uh, times are tight. <laughs> spend money on things that make you happy. If we make you happy, board, then spend man. money on that. <laughs> um, Luke McDermott sent a super chat in while we were on the break. Uh, I think we're going to have to find a way to bring Trent into midfield on a more permanent basis. Without Canati to cover, we would expose the times. No, Luke. Trust me, Trent oh. needs the time. He he would not be a good midfielder on his own. Where's he playing? I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with it. I think you see. I think you've seen him in a handful of games. That every, all the things that Trent isn't meant to have. I think we've seen. I think he's, he's, his close control. I think his ability to beat a man has been has been underrated. I don't think we will. By the way, because yeah. I still think we're going to play the system that we're playing. But that's what goes back to our conversation. That's why Matter played that right hand side because I think. 
Matip was just filling a, a space, and that space is someone Liverpool yeah. are going to buy this summer. Is my is yeah. my general. I thing. agree with the point on Canate, by the way, and yeah. there is an issue there moving forward. We do need to address the fact that if he's not there, who does it? It should be Gomez. But Why isn't it Gomez? It should be Gomez. In theory, yeah, attribute wise, it should be Gomez. But yeah, I think the system is what's successful, not Trent in midfield. Because you know, just just my thoughts on that, by the way, is that I just think it's so hard to buy. I don't think you can buy a Virgil Van Dijk understudy. I just don't think you can. Because he's got to be so good. No one who's that good is going to come and sit behind Virgil van Dijk. Because you might have three or four years of him being at that level. You know, you might, might not. But I think it's easier to buy another, and just another good centre-half. Um, and I think I think Gomez, is, again, he's, he's played that a little bit more. And look, Gomez can do it. You might yet find that that happens. I mean, mm. you know, we've seen Canate used on the left-hand side of the fence still, you know. So that's, yeah. I, th- I think I think that's again it doesn't make it looks baffling but if I had to yeah you've always got to look into like the why not like oh what are you doing this isn't Twitter you know what I mean where you went to get angry about all things without even considering the, the the ramifications or the or the inspirations behind it that's the only thing I can fathom out from from mm. any of them but um, Mo Mohammed back again with another super chat says uh, with Mount choosing United who would you want I is comes back to this I don't I just don't understand this system enough for me to know what <laughs> we should be what kind of players we should be looking at and who's available I just I mean I'm still in the there's names that I know and recognize like mm. for me you've not got Bellingham how much is it going to take to steal Musiala from Bayern Munich you know what I mean but again billion pounds. Well, I know I know exactly yeah him. it's not happening Quite. but again I don't I honestly I've got I've got no idea I think Alex is the obvious one it's it's the other side it's What's he? Look, my guess was he wants a mount to be the new Henderson, yeah, and just leg it. Um, so it's ah man, like Gravenberg, maybe, but he's just a like it's it's they're all like there's no obvious one. You got to pop a bit. Gravenberg for me is the th- if you're gonna buy three midfielders, he's the third midfielder yeah. that you buy okay. because he's not hmm. of the standards to come in and play forty games for Liverpool next season. Yeah, he's just not. And if because if he was. He'd played that for Bayern Munich yeah. this year. They got him too too young, and I think we're hoping that we can develop him. Yeah, but I don't absolutely. think he's bought. He, he would be bought in to yeah. improve the first eleven from from day one. It might just be Alexis McAllister. He, he might the wrong side for him. Though is the only problem, isn't it? Really, is the wrong natural side for him. To your point earlier on, actually, Paul, I think you want the finished Harvey Elliott article. You want him. Like sort of two, three years down the line. You want Harvey to be that, but he's not quite that yet. You want the developed him. Um, who that is, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you, because he's ideally be left-footed as well to be a more natural fit again, to tuck in, do all that sort of round the Mohamed Salah stuff as well. So it's a really difficult position to fill, but I do think we need to fill it. Because if we go into next season playing the same system with Henderson and Elliot being the only two options in there, I'm not overly convinced by that. Right, let's move on to the end of the era stuff then. Um Thoughts on this statement or this question, Chloe? We've obviously been on the the farewell tour for Bobby and Milner for a few weeks now. Do you think it was a help or a hindrance to what Liverpool were doing toward the back end of the season? It was a hindrance, but it shouldn't have been. Once again, I think we all mentioned it against Aston Villa. Liverpool played the occasion, and it's perfectly fine for the fans to do that. That's exactly what we're there for. We're supposed to get upset. We've grown up with these players. I mean, Bobby was there for what? How many years? 2015? So Exactly, and Milner. So, like, I was was a child when they came in. I've grown up with them. It's fine for fans to get emotional and say goodbye, but the players can't do that. And we've very much played the occasion, and... 
it felt like it might have happened again against Southampton because soon as Bobby scored, the away end went absolutely mental and you could see all the players were like made up. But then we lost focus and bear in mind he was the one who gave them the ball to get their first back. Like, But um, yeah, I think it was a hindrance this time just because we, we found it hard to separate mm. the occasion to we're still in the top four race here. And both teams, I mean, it wasn't enough, but I think Chelsea uh, Chelsea drew with Newcastle and United yeah. drew with Fulham. So, you they know... Beat Fulham, they beat Fulham. Oh, did they? The end, yeah. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about it then. I don't think, basically, um, I don't think it would have mattered. No, I, I, yeah, that, that's, maybe that, it wouldn't this is the This is the point I've got, is that Liverpool didn't lose the top four since Liverpool lost the top four ages ago. Yeah. yeah. Since, yeah. like, we've, we've, we've unbeaten in 11, seven, draws, seven wins, four draws. Is fine. That's top four form. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's been. I think against Villa it was, yeah. but ultimately I don't think it mattered in the end. I don't mm-hmm. think we. No. I don't think we. We. I think had we won every game, I was convinced if we win every game, we'll get top four. And looking at it now, I think I underestimated Newcastle. I think yeah. I think that's what it was. I, I always thought Man United would have enough. I, I thought you could get Newcastle. Mm. I, I don't think I it don't, matters. I I think Man United were there for the, the taking because. Yeah. You look at the goal difference. They yeah. don't score enough goals, and they've not got a brilliant defence. Just decent at home, like they yeah. just, just about doing enough at home. Like I before. felt like we were we started the comeback a game too, like soon. Like it should have been Arsenal if we would have turned that into a win. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. United might have crumbled yeah. a little yeah. bit, mm. and it always felt to me that we just we'd missed a game too many. Yeah. Um, Needing and that was the problem. Playing City, Arsenal, and Chelsea in a small clutch at the at the break glass, mm. last possible moment, point of no return, was in hindsight the, the worst time for us to be rebooting what we needed to do. You know, yeah, if it had yeah. been a way to do it a little bit earlier, it might have changed things around. But I, I just on that, on the, the Bobby um, Milner leaving thing, it leads into my overall concerns about the squad moving forward. And look, I, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate. I do feel genuinely quite optimistic. I've got a video going out on my channel about the Europa League um, later on today and what I think, where I think it could benefit the Reds. But I am, I'm a little worried of, I needed people to step up a bit more now. And, you know, that leadership that Milner shows and Bobby Mm. shows, they should have been nowhere near that team on the last game of the season. You know what I mean? I want, if you're leaving Mm. Liverpool, you should be leaving like Adam Lallana for me. And that's, and I, like I'll say Chamberlain's left and like Kate has left to some extent of, we don't need you anymore. You know, we've got, you're, you're not good enough to play for us anymore and we don't need you anymore. Whereas actually we saw Bobby Firmino scored, mm. t- scored the two goals in the last two games that have actually got us the points effectively help to give us the two the two draws that we that we got in, in those games. And Milner's put in a great a great shift as well. I think we somebody people are going to have to step up over the summer and into the new season, and I would always much rather them have stepped up already than go. Now you've got to step up because that's I that's think, a different kind of situation. I think I think I think I disagree on Milner. I think it, I don't I think it'd be fine without him. If truth be told, maybe I don't, I don't know the leadership, so I can't comment. But by all accounts, that could be an issue. For me, it's been one of our better players. That's the problem. Is that again? I, do my do the. The rankings of Liverpool's forwards this year, and he's above Darwin. He mm. just is, you know. He's been, he's been, when well, he's been, was it a goal every couple of games? Like when he's, he hasn't been, it's like fit. one in three. Basically. Yeah, he hasn't, been, he, he, has, he, was he hasn't been fit enough and forward. That's, that's been the problem. But he's been, a, he has been a vital part. So if we're not going to sign a new forward, that is a weakening of the team. Uh, I, I, I mean, we might sign one. I, I, 
Wait, I, I'm they, sorry, I agree. Listen, I'm with you if Darwin takes the, the step. Why don't you agree? We all think Darwin should take this step. Yeah. And if he does, I'm with you, it'll be fine. But if Darwin has this other season, we're not in a great... We've, we've got we've got Salah, Gakpo... Jota, Diaz. Jota, Diaz. Mate, those last two are brilliant. They're always injured. It's, it's Cody Gakpo. That's why I don't agree. It's Cody Gakpo. I, I had a conversation with Chris actually on the IMR yesterday on Redman Plus about this and our attacking weapons and the strings we have to our bow. And for me, I, I don't know whether we'll ever settle on a front three again like we did with Mane, Salah and Firmino. But for me, moving forward, it should pretty much exclusively be sort of a Jota, Gakpo, Salah with the X Factor of Diaz and Nunes to be thrown in. And that's how I see it moving forwards. Um and I think we're just going to have to live with that. The likes of Darwin's going to have to live with that for the time being. But for me, the reason why I'm not concerned about Bobby leaving, and Bobby for me has been one of my favourite Liverpool players of all time, by the way. Cody Gakpo has shown me more than enough quality since coming in to show me that he can do that role with ease and a little bit more, by the way. He's got a little bit more to him than for me. I think he's a better yeah. finisher. I think he's quicker. I think he's stronger. He has got the lot. And on Milner also. For me yesterday, that was just a, a sentimentality start for me. I don't have concerns. You're right, sort of behind the scenes, the leadership quality. We might miss him there, but you just want your other lads to step up. Then you want your trends to step up at this world. Curtis Jones, maybe as well, being a local lad. They've got to sort of follow his footsteps, if you like. But yeah, in terms of Firmino, whilst I agree, and obviously scored two crucial goals in recent weeks, so it's very easy to say, God, we're going to miss him. We are. But if Cody Gakpo's playing their minutes and he's on the pitch instead, I see no reason why he wouldn't be doing that. Down, mate. I think this, I, I agree. Cody Gakpo is the Roberto Firmino replacement. Of like two years ago, Roberto Firmino. This Roberto Firmino is just a number nine, and we have I and that should be Jota. Yes, but, Jota, Jota, yeah. but he's playing left wing, so we can't. You know, we can't. That's the problem. Is that I think Bobby has actually been mm. get the ball in the box and he'll score. That's what he's become this season. A little mm. bit, you know, all the goals he's got. will still do that from left wing, though, won't he? No, he did it yesterday he, from left wing. No, twice, yeah, so. and he absolutely can. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but what I'm saying is now we've got we've got five. Yeah, Diaz. And Jota's injury record is sketchy. Yeah, it is. Best. Um, so now you're down to three. Salah Even Darwin Nunes' injury record this season's been quite horrific. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't say Darwin Diaz's injury record is sketchy. I think he had. He's had a big injury. Effectively, he's had one. One injury, yeah. hasn't he? I know it's te- people might class it as two, but it's it's. It's not. Yeah, it was the same. He had he had the one injury and it was a bad one that took but him off the season. You never know how they're going to come back. But he played really more minutes than anyone in the whole of Europe by the end of yeah. last but, season. What I should say, or to clarify that, is that are we expecting to be just fully from day one next season sound? And if he's if he is, yeah, yeah, brilliant, yeah. he's brilliant. But like you've got, you always think it, with one that's that bad, it can take a year. He Jota for me is a bit like Aguero under Guardiola. Where I don't think stylistically, almost he's what we're kind of looking for, but he just scores goals, yeah. and so you're like, you've just got to find a way to get him on the pitch as, as much as possible. Think, I also think the press is better when he's on it. Yeah, he's better than Diaz and and Nunes on the left wing pressing wise. Um, but yeah, that that that's just I think it's unsurprising. I, I I disagree slightly on the Milner thing. I don't think Liverpool need Milner. I I think this season they've needed Roberto Firmino, and we're going to sell he's him. Third top goal scorer. Yeah, we're going to sell him. Oh, sorry, we're going to lose him. And by all accounts, there's no forward coming in. And I get, I get the gap. I, I understand yeah. the gap. Oh, Gapo's been outstanding. He's, he's yeah. far exceeded my expectations. But we're down to five. One's, one's. Listen, I think there's a massive Nunes question. There is, there is. Yeah. Square yeah. peg, round hole. Can I just the point though? We started the season with five. Yes, Gapo came in mid-season. Is the yeah, point? Oh, shit. We've replaced him. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> what do you want to be? Five's more than we've ever had. 
Yeah, no, we we've did, never we, had we've never had five yeah, I think we first all, team senior age forwards. Yeah. I thought we all thought Carvalho was the sixth one, no. But I think maybe at the time. Well, I I, I know I did, and that's not planned. So maybe it's, again, maybe it's an Elliot thing. I don't know what it is. Ben Doke. I am. I, I'm maybe yeah. Good. Kate Gordon has the options, but I'm sorry, I apologise. We have had five before, but I mean like Mito Minamino and Origi have been yeah, previously yeah, yeah. with us right now. Levels. Five and six is Diaz, or four and five is Diaz and Nunes, but it's miles better than any Agreed. any uh, okay. you know selection. Yeah. That Back we've to had. the original thing, you know, the hindrance question. The reason I said that this farewell hindered Liverpool, and it, it might have not affected the top four race, uh, who knows? Mm. Because United still had to play midweek, and then mm-hmm. so if Liverpool would have put the pressure on, you just never know. But I remember last year when we were going for the title, Liverpool up until about whenever we scored and Salah thought he'd won it for Liverpool, Liverpool were playing the occasion once again. Yeah. And I need them to mentally not do that. They need to stop doing it. Yeah. And it's two seasons in a row that they've played the occasion. And I understand, yeah. like, okay, one's winning a title. It's much, much bigger. This this is something where you should be able to yeah. step away from it. And it felt like they couldn't. We're an emotional team, Exactly. We? We buy into and the crowd. Did not yeah. do so that. much. If you buy into it, if you buy, yeah. if you, Jürgen cultivates this emotion yeah. thing and it's brilliant 98% of the Help time. Hindrance, but there's a hindrance to it. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, I've, I, we felt that a lot. We felt that. Yeah. I haven't been in that game. Remember that Middlesbrough 3-0? That yeah. first half against Middlesbrough when we did Alexis Sanchez score for Arsenal, mm. it was nervy and the, yeah. it transmitted down. Mm. We're crap at it as fans. Exactly. We're rubbish at being nervous. Yeah. And, it, and, and the players, so everything we do, good or bad, they soak in. And I, I agree, Liverpool need to be able to just switch away yeah. from that and just focus yeah. on it. was a major so, like, hindrance during COVID, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah. so we had no one there. I mean, you could, it seriously impacted our yeah. performance because we weren't able to sort of separate the two. Yeah, totally, And yeah, that totally. is where I just, like, the hindrance was on that, not yeah. on the fact and of it, top four. It's just it, yeah, two it's about, seasons It's about around. being the well-oiled machine. And the thing is, this season we're not. And last season we were running at the ragged edge of football. You know, we were going for a quadruple. We were going for the unprecedented. Mm-hmm. We were bouncing into a, a must-win game every three days across continents. Crazy, you know, all like kinds. So semi-finals. So they, they, they actually yeah. were emotion-powered. You know, whereas yeah. if we dropped, if you know, it's mad. The two cups that we actually won, which are the things we ended up celebrating at the end of the season exclusively. If we'd actually just dropped them competitions, we probably wouldn't have been in that situation. We might have had more in the tank come yeah. come the end, and it wouldn't have been as emotional. That we, but yet still, we might not have. We might have gone completely empty-handed yeah. regardless so you're right getting that composure back and that assurity back is definitely part of what needs to be on high on the agenda and that's just a deeper understanding of what their responsibilities are on the pitch you know if a deeper trust of the players that are playing alongside them and then going out and doing it you know go out and win some football matches and it's where I, where I am hopeful is yeah it would have been nice to end on a couple of wins so you can say nine straight wins and you bounce into next season it was actually almost more important that we didn't lose in that in that spell because you do get to say eleven unbeaten or whatever mm. instead is that which is not as significant but it it will feel like that it means that you you you're in form you know you you end the season as you said before you're in at least top four not far off title challenging form from that kind of from that kind of run of games mm. and also so. don't think it has hurt anyone. To for us to all realise how much still needs to be done in the transfer oh, yeah. window. Yes. If we would have won them all on the bounce and only just missed out on top four, people can probably turn around and say, "Well, oh, actually, you know, Fabinho, now he's fine. Midfield, maybe if we now that we've realised there's still cracks there and yeah. they're still very much on show. Yeah. I'm not saying that the he- like Jurgen Klopp and that wouldn't have seen that, but from a fan perspective, it's still good to see that. Uh, yeah, 
I don't think there's a chance that Liverpool weren't going to have to do significant work in this transfer window anyway. But I think you're right in terms of it adds pressure, but I don't think it adds any more pressure to Klopp. Klopp's got loads of pressure on him this summer and into next season, but it definitely adds pressure where it needs to be, and that is on the ownership group to make sure that the funds are available to get whatever Jürgen needs to to do to make that that a reality. Because you're right, there's no sugarcoating that. There's no paper over the cracks. it's, It's stark. It's night and day. Is a hundred million pound for getting to the getting to the semis final of the Champions League, and there's like what a quarter of that for winning, just for winning the Europa League. There's a huge shortfall coming in Liverpool's accounts, and the only way to do that, you've you've got to you've got to spend your way out of that, mm. which is very counterintuitive. But that's the that that's the yeah, way. Also, it is. it's very instructive that the re- one of the reasons, and all the reasons, one of the reasons we are here now is last summer got it wrong and for, it's the first window for a while and people were bad so yeah. with all, and some of it was unfortunate but they've signed a right back who can't play he's been injured the whole time again that's yeah. un, that's unlucky yeah. but bear in mind was... but, but bear in mind you signed him when he failed his medal so just keep that in mind yeah. Yeah, um, you signed yeah, uh, Darwin Nunez for one plan and the plan whatever it was he was raw we saw that from day one he was always going to be raw you signed Fabio Carvalho who's getting sold now and then you signed half a medal. So one bad window. If Liverpool would have got Cody Gakpo last week in hindsight, we didn't. We were screaming for the forwards. But if they'd have got an equivalent player, like we'd have been fine. Top four wouldn't have been a problem. And one bad window gets you this. A second bad window, and look what you look at, look, at the look time and of it as yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. The, following on, you might get look at Chelsea now. It's it's not. It isn't that hard in the Premier League to go. You know what I mean? that, and that should be the the, the wake up sound. I always think that they've always said Liverpool's floor will be. You know what? We'll always get fourth. We'll always get worst case is with this manager and we've got Mo Salah, and we've got Virgil Van Dijk, and we've got Allison, and we'll always get fourth. And then the Newcastle came and went bang, and that's oh my timing's God. huge on this. Yeah. You know, Leicester win the league because of timing. You know that that you don't win the league in any other season. That that, that what they do is not enough to win. Is not enough to win the Premier League title. The just seasons where you scrape into top four is what they you know what they, what they're doing in that, and you know again that that's the the worst time of things, and some of it's some of it's certainly a bit of a bit of mismanagement from Liverpool. There absolutely is. I don't think there's any hiding that you know the the not just the ownership, but like the people that they've put in at the club to, to actually manage the day to day. They've got them huge things wrong. You can get things wrong, but you can bounce back, and we saw this. Two years ago, you know, we 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 had the one of the worst seasons going. We finished third, mm-hmm. and you get to kind of dust yourself off. What is that's you know we've tried to repeat the trick almost there and fucked it because we got lucky that season that Manchester United were the in in inverted commas the second best team in England, which was nonsense by the way. Um, and that's not the that's not simply been the case. There's too many other good teams that have capitalised. And you're right if they don't get it right this window and going into January as well. Um, there's too many others vultures circling ready to capitalise on Liverpool's misfortune again and then all of a sudden you're two years and you then you're a Europa League team mm-hmm. yeah, and but- then that's when Mo Salah goes sorry lads mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not I'm not spending any more of my career playing at this yeah, point. You're not, not playing yeah exactly you're wasting Jürgen Klopp I, well. I think I'm right saying Liverpool are 25 points worse off my United 17 points I had no one saw that swing and I bet you the owners of Liverpool or everyone above them thought like didn't see that what I would say is that my guess is, and I might be wrong, is that I think in hindsight he probably thought that one was going to be better than he was. Yeah. Because he was the big splash play. He was the splash play, and it was like, right, he'll he'll, he'll soften the blow, and it just, again, it just hasn't quite worked out for I him. I think Jürgen Klopp had begun his transition 
away from being as hands-on day-to-day of everything. You know, I think he, whether he was starting to lean towards Pep or leading towards a changing thing that's going to make it easier for the, the next guy to step into his shoes, and it's it's going wrong, and I think he's kind of grabbed hold of the reins, mm. and in doing so, he's gone, sorry, what have you done here? What? No, nope, nope, nope. Not, not him, mm. not him, and... I, you know, you've Fabio got to believe... Carvalho might be a, Car- an example of that because yeah. he's getting bombed out. He's the out. easiest example of it. Out, yeah. If Darwin Nunes had cost us £35 million, I think there's a very realistic chance that he gets sold. But actually, unfortunately, we're not a club that can afford to make mistakes and, 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 and throw them away. You can take a punt on chucking Carvalho out on a loan what are you going to do with Darwin Nunes? You've actually just got to, you've just got to keep him go, and see yeah. if you can coach some, into some sort of shape. And then give it another year, and maybe another year, and see how see how we go. Does anyone know what the add-ons were for him? Like, was it to win the Premier League? If not, at least we've saved some money there. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what else is a good example of Klopp taking over the reins again is the incoming sporting director appointment. Yeah. Essentially, his mate who he wants mm. alongside him to oversee stuff, and obviously the unrest behind the scenes hasn't helped. And I wonder whether that's a fallout from how bad last summer's window was as well. And Klopp has gone, what's happened there? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, he was front and centre, and I always hark back to this press conference that he gave about the midfielders. We've got XYZ type midfielders, and I think everyone to a man, woman or child sat there and went, not quite sure about that, but he was essentially towing the party line because he obviously knew what was happening. We end up signing Artemelo, huge oversight, no doubt about it. But it does feel to me, ever since then, not long after Julian Ward announced he's leaving the football club, it's like, okay, that's odd. And now all of a sudden we're getting his German mate in to come and do the job, who, by the way, is more than qualified to do it, but it's very much a Jurgen Klopp appointment. So it does smack of him saying, no, I'm taking over again. Yeah, and again, because... This is what boils down to. Klopp's tied himself to the football club. He's earned the power that he's got, and he, he, he the book stops with him. Mm. And there is a thing where you know when it's all going well, you can you know delegate more and more, and you know, and it it begins to flourish. But I think you said this the weeks. It's like that. That's the thing about it. It's like it boils down. To, it's on Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp's heads on the chopping block if it doesn't mm. work. You know, he's the one who's going to affect. No one's going to blame Pep. Blinders, and no one's going to blame the goalkeeping coaches and going to blame the physios and the fuck. I mean, I know we're blaming the doctor this season, but you know, no one's going to take the. It's going to be Jurgen Klopp takes the credit for the success, and he takes the uh, the you know the criticism for the for the failures as well. And yeah, you know that, and you see it happen with managers all the time. He's grabbed control of what he's able to grab control of, and then if it's like you double down on yourself, don't you? And obviously, that I hope I hope that's the right thing to do. We've got enough of the smart people still in the building. There's a lot of weird stuff again. That this this schmacky stuff. I, I just don't know enough about it. But everything I hear, well, it's coming in for like is, three weeks or something. Well, it's fucking, <laughs> the whole thing's mad. Like it's very Crazy. weird. It's a but weird this, situation. But this is what we've mentioned about the mismanagement of Liverpool in the last couple of years, and it goes into the transfer window with us not buying players. But it also goes into what's happening behind. We had no doctor. The researchers who are behind a lot of the tactics and everything they're getting off it's the fact that we you know Julian Ward left his understudy came in oh actually nah I can't be bothered I'm getting off it seems like and maybe this is just the wrong time and all of a sudden even the backroom staff and Liverpool are so secretive on everything and it just seems to all work and you don't even have to question Mm. anything and this year I've questioned the players given everything, I've questioned the tactics, what the hell we're doing, why everyone in the backroom staff are leaving, what's happened in the transfer window, why we haven't done anything, and it's all just happened at once, and I wonder if that's all because it's it's all fell apart at the seams, or whether it is just bad timing and it's time to move on for some people. And maybe I'd also like add into that, 
going on a pre-season tour where you lose two players yeah. for a month. Like, yeah. Because they, but what I would say is that I think I would give them the benefit of the doubt in that it's what like, they've already, for example, this pre-season they're not going mm-hmm. until late. Klopp's getting his way, he's getting his... I've got a sense that he's got in there and gone, listen, yeah. like what you said, I'm in charge. We're not, we're not going there. We've got my training camp. Here's the players. Here's what we're going to do. I'm, and, the, I'm, I'm the one who's getting sacked. And on my, this yeah, and on my, on season, my head, be yeah. it. And, and he's earned that, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's earned he, the right to do that. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. he has. And listen, it, it can go one or two ways. We'll, we'll find can, out yeah. down the line. But uh, my worry with that, again, it's, it's pros and cons. The pros I've got for Liverpool next season, I think we're the second best team in England. I still say it all the time mm-hmm. when everyone's right and wrong. And I think they will be if they can sign two or three midfielders, probably three. Um, the, the, but it can go the other way. It can quickly go the way Chloe said. It can become Chelsea where these little bits just chip away, chip away, and chip away. Before you know it. it's gone, ugh. So well, that's, it's you're, the so Golden Gate Bridge painting analogy, isn't it? Of like, that's the problem we've got is that by the time you refresh the squad, the other the, the stuff that was fine needs refreshing. Yeah. So we'll go this summer. And that's, that's the, it's like, again, you, you have a problem with your car. So you repair a little bit here and you repair a little bit here. And ultimately, you end up in a situation you've not realised they're two years down the line and you spent more than the total value on the car, replacing little bits and pieces on it. And actually, if you could have done, you could have just gone in one big swoop at one point cut it all off took the hit for a year or two but then bounce back more quickly and I think that I think that's what we're doing this summer yeah. Yeah. I think we've realised there's no one quick fix that's going to help us with this and that's why I do think it will be you know it, it, we've clearly called time on an era Klopp wants Milner and someone's taking that decision to go no I'm sorry mm-hmm. there's there's money there's there's money tied up in Milner that can be used towards someone else who can be who can be more competitive for the side the, 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 sorry, sorry Steve but you, Mo Mohammed's asking Super Chat thoughts on breaking news about Fabio Carvalho and again there's another one we all talk about Liverpool being sentimental. There's another one here saying, about like, you know, Pep's not, uh, Jane Lee saying, Cox made us overly sentimental, which has hurt us in the big moments compared to Pep, which I think is a bit is a bit overstated. I think that's a bit of a, it's like a learn that via osmosis as a term. I don't think it's totally true, but I do think this is a summer where they have to be a bit more. Hang out for the year. No, if you're not good enough, mate, then you know, yeah. then we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to I push out the door and try goes, someone else. That goes against what we are. We just had old Klopp getting all the power. We obviously haven't got all of it. Milner's got, so someone above Jürgen's gone, no, no, no. So maybe it isn't. Maybe, who knows what's going on there? Because I, I, I've, it's almost it's contradicted the point I've just made. Jürgen's doing, I'm in charge, I'm the man. Well, he's just tried to give James Milner a contract and someone's gone. Well, no, but that, what I mean by that is, it's, it's you said it, we've bought Darwin Nunes and Carvalho and you know, maybe even Diaz to some extent because there's, there's, a, there's a vision of what Liverpool are going to look like. And I think that vision is what Man City have done with Erling Haaland. I think that's what they've tried. I think they bought Diaz to be our Grealish and they bought Haaland to... Uh, they bought Diaz to be... Uh, Nunes to be our Haaland. And it's not... They've not been able to figure it out for a variety of reasons and Jürgen's gone, right, no. And that's why you see him jotter back in the team and that's why Cody mm. Gappo is Firmino 2.0. Which it, it, that, and it's pure speculation. That's what I mean by control. But ultimately... He's Jürgen Klopp. He doesn't want. He doesn't want. He's not the guy signing the contracts yes. or or yeah. setting the budgets Who's or whatever. Who's to Milner? Because Julian Ward's getting off. Uh, that'll have been very high up. Probably high up chief exec sort of level. Potentially, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't see that being like Billy Hogan, but that'll more likely be um, shit. What's the guy's name? Who was in charge from Fenway? Mike. Mike, Mike Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, that'll be my, that. I would suspect a combination of the analytics people. Plus Gordon, because they all kind of sit in a room, don't they? Mm. And someone's gone. There's there's another year to be added, Milner, absolutely. Mm. And cops gone. Well, all these other things about him off the pitch and blah blah blah. And then 
someone's gone. Yeah, but mate, there's 125 grand a week. Yeah. Say the you know that that covers the wages for two new two new lads coming in at the bottom of the starting pay scale, and then you've got five years of actually incremental increases when they start to success. You've got hungry players coming in again. That's my that'll I, be my. I find it mad how like Michael Edwards got off, which is is perfectly fine. He spent ages at the club, but it's understudy who'd been there grafting ages. Julian Ward. When it is time to shine, he's not getting off his... Like, I, I don't know what... He's that, waited a long time to be the understudy. Bear in mind how much did we all love Michael Edwards from a fan perspective in yeah, terms did, of what yeah. he did for yeah. us. And Julian Ward stepped up to be that role and he's, he doesn't even want it. Some people will, yeah. I think there's, there's a there's a reality to things, isn't there? There's like the fantasy and there's the reality. And you often have this, to use like an old pub term, you used to have like the duty managers would be there overnight spinning the keys around and like walking around like the cock of the walk and looking up at the and looking up at the person who was the manager and going, yeah, I can do that, I can do that. They get that job and they realise, oh, it's actually twice as much work for half as much, yeah. for the, effectively half the pay for what I'm putting in. Everyone turns to me for the answers. There's loads more stress. When it goes wrong, I'm the one who gets shouted at all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and, and People do. People step into roles and then see the reality of it and go, actually, shit, this wasn't this wasn't yeah. for me, you know. And, also, and, I wouldn't be shocked if going back to the year, it, it feels like, mm. you know, it feels like the Henderson contract extension played into this a little bit. Like, there's battles within a club and who's side. It, it's it's messy, and that's why this this you this is the the big summer now because it can go one or two ways. With the, the only reason we're talking about all of this is because we finished fifth. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they finished third or second, we'd have all been like, no one would have been asked. And that's the problem is that the, ultimately it came down to Liverpool weren't good enough on the pitch. And these are all reasons potentially why they weren't. And whatever, again, I, I couldn't care less who makes the signings or sign the good ones. And the, whatever. <laughs> that's what that's what it should. Yeah. But that's how it should be. Yeah. We Liverpool. That's how it used to be. Isn't it? Liverpool were the gold standard of football club, how to run a football club for yeah. years. I, I understand City were beating us to titles and stuff, but we were more than there with them. We were still winning the major honours. Doing it without our hundred and fifteen charges on our heads, mm-hmm. but now it, but now well, no, but now it feels like that's all slightly chipped away, chipped away, yeah. chipped away, and whatever happened, like I know the, the restructuring and everything they do, they need to get it this summer. It's so big for like so many different reasons. But it's not just that the pressure that's on. Yet we need a massive summer, and it's because of other teams who have capitalised and they're now above us. And people are like you see with Mason Mount want to go to other teams because they've got Champions League football. But the other thing that Liverpool need to worry about is. We all city are expecting us to go again for the title, and people can call us ludicrous, but it's because we know what a Jurgen Klopp side can yes. do. But the thing is, is Jurgen Klopp sat there thinking, not just do I have to get the signings right, the pre-season right, to win a league against Manchester City from the first week, game week, you have to be on top of that Premier yep. League, and you have to somehow run away. You've got to keep that lead. So Liverpool can't afford to start the season off a little bit slow and maybe mm-hmm. game five, you know, start to pick up the points. Because City, if City go for it and yeah. start, you, you struggle. The, to only way, the only way to beat City is, is to, to get a lead. lead and, and yeah. stay Mate, exactly. we, do, we do against Fulham. I mean, we watched that game here. That's that. like, well, that's that then. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's, that's what it was. Not only could yeah. we do because we were crap. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. That's what we're in for then, is yeah. it? It's one of those. Uh, you that's why that's what I'm saying the summer's so important but the summer starts now yeah, you're yeah. right but the first two points lend itself to the third one don't yeah. they you get your signings get your pre-season right and all of a sudden you're off and running and that was the opposite of what happened last summer essentially Scraping the signings were a mess and, yeah. and the pre-season was and a mess and also it was a case of we got Nunes and then he had some blisters and he couldn't play yeah, and like, someone fumed at me the other day because I, I mentioned that Darwin Nunes can't speak English 
Sadly, his manager can't speak Spanish. You're in the English <laughs> league. I don't know what you want me to say. He's got to learn and he will be learning English. Why? Because it's essential. Because not uh, Tiago coming over to him and speaking in his ear and speaking Spanish, yeah. he can't get the passion over. He might not get the correct messaging. There might be different tactics here that Jurgen Klopp's trying to implement on Darwin Nunes. He has to learn the, the language. And that is... If anything, it's applause to him for getting 15 goals and not knowing English. Mm. See it as a positive well, sign because once he gets that, it'll be easier to him. But Liverpool have so much to do. And like I mentioned, you can't bring in these players and still be stumbling in pre-season and not knowing your best side and, and just lobbing players in there. Mm. Because from game week one, you have to go. Yeah. You have to get it right. You have to be on track if you want to win the, the title. It's just that simple. You've got to hit the ground running, I agree. But on the English thing, it's interesting. I think James Pearce brought it up the other day about Naby Keita. He said he still has problems. And that was part yeah. of the reason. That was one of the overriding reasons why he's really strong. I mean, injuries are probably the <laughs> overriding reason. But the fact he never truly learned the language, he wasn't able to integrate and understand things. Yeah. He's, it's hindered him. Klopp, it's not helped. Klopp specifically mentioned Nunes and the language thing and listen I was like I couldn't go to freaking no, do you reckon that is but, sorry Steve is Daniel Sturridge needs to know the difference between pain and real pain type thing for Darwin yeah, 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 yeah. Like, let everyone know it's not actually my fault he's, he's, he's he does that a lot, Klopp, doesn't he? Yeah. He does that quite a bit like quite clever with that and I don't know any other language so yeah I am I, um, you know fuming at someone who can probably speak two or three languages it's just not English but you are in the Premier League you're in an English league and your manager can't speak Spanish like one of you are going to have to learn the other language and it's better to learn English (laughs) because all the other players will have to learn English because they have to do they have to come out and do uh, press stuff and everything as well imagine if he he does learn English and then he realised what people have been calling him all year (laughs) because (laughs) figure it because he he had butter butter for nothing imagine if he actually understood what the fella said to him (laughs) yeah Yeah. look I'm I'm encouraged in terms of what what we've come back to and and the the raw materials is what we've built and again it's going to be so influenced by what we buy Look, people might see this in, a, in a whatever light they'll choose to see it in. I'm not genuinely asked of, I'm not asked who we buy. I mean, what I mean is, I'm not. I've, I've seen people get wound up when we get linked with someone tentatively, and then we don't buy them, and people's heads fall off. Whereas in real, there was a chance that we, certain footballs we weren't ever linked with, and, and that's not Bellingham, by the way. This is a guy. Yeah, this, this no, but yeah, but this, this, this is this is Clash Jan Huntelaar who was linked by a team talk rumour page. And Aubrey used to do the shows with us, one of my longest, uh, oldest friends on, on earth, told me how he, he said, Liverpool, don't go for him, I will be fucking raging. And it's like, you're just going to be raging, mate. You've decided, you've chosen to be angry about something in that regard. And that's the thing, that what I mean by this is, I, I need to see them play for Liverpool. Yep. You know, because I've I've been surprised, I've, and I've been often wrong. Like the Salah one, I thought that was a mad decision to 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 go for someone like Salah at the time when he you know he not succeeded in the Premier League. I thought he'd missed his window of opportunity to join us in in the past. I thought Gaffo I thought I thought, I thought I thought I thought looked like a, the, the kind of yeah. I thought Julian Brandt looked like the kind of Salah. I thought Mahmoud Dahoud looked like the ones we should ones we should be going for. Missing out on Nabil Fakir seemed a bit a bit mad, and you know. But I thought, why are we buying a, a left back from Hull? Why are we buying, you know, lads from Stoke? Why are we buying all these? Why are we buying a, a a winger from Newcastle and all this kind of stuff? And these lads have gone on and been huge for us. Um, 
So I just want us to make sure that we're doing the right things. And the raw materials that I've seen and what we have been buying, we're buying a pace, we're buying power, and we're buying aggression. And I think that's what we need to do now. Liverpool need to be a bigger, more juiced-up version of what they've been before. We need brutes, angry, angry dickheads, more angry dickheads on the pitch for Liverpool, I think. And if we've got that, I... I there's something to get really excited around. Of course, you've got the silky players to knit it all together. Um, but what? In what I can see what we're putting together all of a sudden, and I'm I'm excited by it. And I just yeah. now I want a couple of weeks off to mm. rest and recharge. Yeah. I want to get excited about the transfers, not the rumours. I want to get excited around seeing lads come in and knowing they're coming in and getting to know more about them. Yeah. And then I can't wait for pre-season to see how they fit in and so and so forth. That's that's what. I remember someone commented uh, on the video I did after the game yesterday where I said, I just want a couple of weeks off. I, I don't I, like, I don't want to talk about football, don't want to do anything with football. And someone said, no, we can't. We can't have breaks off because the, the transfer window. I've got no control over the transfer window. <laughs> I've got a control over the football game when I'm inside the ground and I'm making noise and I'm shouting and I'm screaming. I don't have control over the transfer window. And I've now learned after Jude Bellingham to just not even, until, until Liverpool announce a picture with someone holding a shirt, I do not care anymore. I'm going to just leave it all to be. And when they sign, that's when I get excited and I'll be boss. But once again, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and speculate rumours anymore because I can't be bothered because it just gives I you. you Apart from on our daily news shows, I honestly can I just say tune into the Red Men News transfer updates every single day here on YouTube and as a podcast. I will be hosting as well. So, so yeah, book your ideas. You get three days. You've got you've got till Thursday and then you're back on it. Okay, final line on the uh, stuff from Garth uh, Junior Wilkinson here saying the most important takeaway is that Nunes scored 15 goals in the season. Yeah. when he doesn't know where the English exactly that's yeah. why I said use it as a positive guys because you, if he's doing that and he yeah. can't understand Jürgen Klopp and the system fully yeah. imagine him understanding what Jürgen Klopp actually Just wants him to do wait he can say pass next season it'll uh, be prolific the lad on target on <laughs> yeah. target yeah. <laughs> in between the goalposts yeah. first touch flying softly 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 Darwin with a header you're back again <laughs> <laughs> Settle. <laughs> I'm breathed. I'm breathed. Oh, so. I tell you what, though, one of my favourite moments was when we scored against Newcastle and Nunes, who has absolutely not to do with it, is giving it absolutely loads and telling him to him Yeah, he did. Yeah, he lost <laughs> his mind. Who was the fight against when he ran down the touchline? And he does like a little skip. He does the way down there. Like involved. That wasn't the city. Brilliant. Newcastle. Yeah. Again, he's a. Uh, might be Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, you've got Mike involved. He keeps <laughs> yeah. sprinting down. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant wild. Um, yeah, Europa League beckons for Liverpool. Yeah. I can look. I can. I can spin out a wheel where I'm. I'm. And again, I'm just to tread on my own. My own other video, but it is a very small cross section Liverpool fans globally who get to go to games and get to go to aways. But there is something to the journey that matters, you know, and and it sounds that. But we've got. We need a new load of songs. You know, we're losing Please. the Firmino song. Gakpo, mm-hmm. you, know, you know exactly. You know, you know Salah's song has just lost its, you know, verve over the last yeah. over the last few years. And Van Dyke similarly. We need to reboot, and we need opportunities for these lads to go and play and give us moments, and you know, and that kind of stuff. So, randomly, a lot of lads who are going to play Europa League football for us this season could well be huge members of this team in two or three years down the line. Um, and having those crazy far-flung journeys across Europe and 
quietly quite excited. I think people forget the group stages of the Champions League are fucking rubbish as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, they really are. You know what I mean? Unless you, unless you, you're fighting for it and with a game or two left to go, there's not really any true drama or, or intrigue in them. It is the knockouts where it matters. The Europa League's got that, but you're playing some t- mad teams you've never heard of. They're going to be looking to boot you up in the air, you know, hard, and the team gets to be a bit more battle-hardened for it. Yeah, I can, oh, I, I can make a case for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe not, yeah. Real Madrid, Seville might win, they're going to get them out. But I, I was thinking the other day, it's not good that in the Europa no, League. No, no, like, no. Th- th- there's no positive like way to... But like one of the few plus points for it could be game time for these lads because there's been too many people like Joe Gomez like Keevan Keller uh, um, even to an extent you know Curtis Jones who's just been thrown in give them they effectively use like the League Cup it, you know you can, for the first four group games just go and play these lads and then if you need to get through and you and if you oh shit then you can give the good lads a game if you, if you absolutely have to but there's too many guys this season because Liverpool have been poor in the Cups who have been thrown in in complete cold Costa Simicast is another one where he gets dropped in every now and then and he does okay. Mm-hmm. But there's just, just there's no like there's no games but before them. Like like the reason Minamino and Origi last <laughs> season got to the end of the season where they were like mm-hmm. still having a little bit of because they've they, been dropped in along the way. Minamino been playing in the League Cup, been been having mm-hmm. these FA Cup games, yeah. and then all of a sudden you play Southampton away and there's Tacky scoring a goal, yeah. you know. We've had yeah, yeah. We, we've had no games. Like I felt sorry for Joe Gomez yesterday. I felt sorry for Keith Keller. They were both rubbish, don't get me wrong, and, and that's that. But my God, you haven't if you, uh, go, go and goal. I haven't kicked the ball since January for yeah. Liverpool. Like that's hard. Go go and that's what the Europa League can provide you. Mm. You know, it, it give Arsenal a chance to blood a few players in and, and things like that. That's the it's the it isn't a good thing. But it's the least it's the positive yeah, issue. There are positives from it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you've got to be careful and you feel. Oh, sorry, you feel like you've got to be careful because there's too many people on the internet and do love to leap down your throat of like like oh, somehow you're accepting mediocrity. No, no, it's no. more the realism of it. We can cry all we want about not being in the Champions League, yeah. but Liverpool aren't in the Champions oh. League, so you have to find ways. And again, because you've got to put your mind yourself in the mind, so you don't have to, but I choose to work out what what are the conversations going to be at the AXA. And Jurgen Klopp's not going to go oh, fucking Europa League. He's going to go okay. Here's the, opp- here's the opportunities that it presents, and that's life, by the way. You know, yeah. that's what you sh- how you should approach life, and life gives you lemons and all that kind of stuff. Is that you can you can sit and fucking cry and whinge about the situation it won't change the past <laughs> what you can do is get your attitude together get a plan together and go and change it with what well, comes so next if you, the more Europa League games you play the less chance you can play on Saturday at half 12 away from exactly yeah. there's, two more, <laughs> sorry, there's two more things in that as well at the time this season European football looked off the cards exclusively let alone Europa yeah. League so let's take that for one thing and mm-hmm. also we've just been talking about how big this summer is and how much of an overhaul we need this summer do you want to really perform that overhaul and then go into a Champions League game probably but at the same time Europa League slightly easier so it makes that transition a little bit easier yeah. the the other thing is is if you want to be back in the Champions League not next season the season after you need to learn how to play two games a week three yes. games a week yeah. and mm. also when we've been going for the biggest things it's all about rhythm and bouncing, and that means you can't have a week off. Oh, it no. means bouncing no, no. every si- so. Uh, there's two more positives there to look at it. At least you can bounce into them, and also it's a European competition. It's in Dublin. It's we want to win yeah. it. So you know, we when it all starts, we can all be doom and gloom now. But when it starts, we'll all be up for it. I'm a hundred percent sleeping in a car in Dublin. It's in my can future. We, can I'm going to go to Belfast. I can see it now. Uh, I'm waiting to find out, out how to get there. Um, Josh Owen. With the super chat says, look forward to preseason, new signings and youth. Yeah, and that yeah, I mean again, there's just so many unknowns. 
that's the thing about it. It's the undiscovered country, what's happening for Liverpool moving mm. forward. I can't truly but I believe that we'll be back to being a top side yeah. next season because there's enough evidence in previous years to suggest that'd be the case. But we've also not been here. This is genuinely almost like because look, un, other clubs and other other Liverpools sack the manager at the end of this season. Mm. You know, because it's it's feeling like it's run its course and it's the end, whereas it doesn't this doesn't feel like the end of being there before that you know what the end feels like. You feel it. Yeah, it's the opposite of that, yeah, yeah, isn't you it? You know, and, and and again the fight that we saw in the back end of that Southampton game, the changing system, so yeah. many positives from players to come in. Klopp actually looks well up for the fight, which I think mm. is a good thing as well. Um this feels a bit like actually Klopp's coming in kind of almost fresh and built and taken over from a pre from a previous side and you get we're getting to go back on that journey up again mm-hmm. um so Europa League does take a little bit of the pressure off it allows us to kind of grow it's the Europa League might be a little bit of a cocoon for something that grows yeah. into a better thing off the back of it hopefully I know, anyway. we're wearing the same shirt yeah, uh, Steve's wearing his one upstairs as well like we've gone very red men heavy today um, the other thing is sorry is that like is no one else just Although excited? black and yours is red, just, to, just in case you weren't aware. <laughs> Jesus but, Christ, come on. It's like a like roulette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, the other thing, my point... I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Great point. Sorry, Chloe, Sorry, Chloe. The I point that you were making. Uh, my point that I was making is no one else absolutely excited to see what we do because I've not got a clue yeah. who yes. we sign, oh, but I just know we're going to sign. My favourite time you hear this. I love I it. Love, I love it. I love I, a transfer room. I, I, I'm a big, oh yeah, big fan. Me, me and Dan have worked in the industry for a big while. Time. Milk and transfer room is what they're worth. Um, the only one I think we'll sign is Alexis McAllister. Yeah. You could name me 40 other players, and I'd be like, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, not ruling, I'm not ruling not in or not an out. It could be anyone. You could, yeah. It could be some lad from Galatasaray. Yeah. It could be it could be Conor Gallagher. It could be... I've got Please, no, no Conor Gallagher. I've got no, no... I've got no idea who we're going to sign. Then I've I'll been be in that situation. That was baby for me calling Andy Carroll, Geordie of the Jungle. Because uh, he looked like George the Jungle with his long hair, and I thought it was dead clever. What a fucking <laughs> half season wonder he is. He's rubbish. Yeah. £35 million pound in January, we bought him for. Ah, oh, the internet. Um, oh, just think of how many shirts we'll be able to make. Oh, shirt numbers as well. We need a new seven, we need yeah. a new eight, <gasps> yeah. we need a new yeah. nine, nine, we need a new ten. Gakpo's nine. Stop it, guys. I'm trying to. I'm, 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 I'm nine, waiting for it? a break yesterday, and now look at what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I like it. Um, elite, yeah, we've got you back. <laughs> elite six for the super chat before we had. Uh, I have the opinion we said the Europa League seriously go strong. Imagine what a comp like that could do for the confidence of the likes of Darwin. Exactly that. I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, we'll see, won't we? But he should. These these lads should be miles better. Now it is a bit like you know when you get those third round away ties in the FA Cup and you're like this will fucking walk this and then they literally throw their souls on the line to stop you. That is the one caveat when you were saying this to the week. Well, it's an embarrassment if we don't win the Europa League next year. You forget that you actually have to go to these I mad. Still stand by them. Yeah, no, true. You have to go to these mad countries against these teams yeah. for whom it's the biggest occasion in their yeah. lives. Yeah. I mean, fuck me. In the Champions League, we went to Red Star, oh. and honestly, like yeah. I've I've never been in a more hostile football environment in my entire life. Been the away end, and that it was horrendous. It was brilliant as a result of it, but you know these are guys who for whom they tell the kids and the great grandkids and the great grandkids that they played the mighty Liverpool in a game and every Europa League game is like that but you've that again you've got to learn to be harder than them yeah. and then be more skillful on top sorry just one more thing talking about away day is I can't wait till next year where I actually show up at you know Nottingham Forest's ground and Liverpool might actually win there <laughs> 
You need to get back into the transfers then because Liverpool need to buy players. To, you know, yeah. I know. That's, that's true. It's their strike as well. I get him. Just wait to a cup of tea in someone's back room in Luton. You'll be laughing then. Joshua with the super chest is final in Dublin as well. That'd be a great night. And Fran Darlin says, lads, you can have my gaff for the week in Dublin, but you have to look after my daughter. Sounds fair. Um, yeah, you know, babysitting duties for. Uh, what, Where is he? For the place. I know. He, 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 he's like, Mate, I, 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 I am impressed that you think so much of us. You are leaving your daughter with strange people. Wait, there. Like strangers. Not strange people. That maybe that's. Both apply. Strangers. Both apply. Are we going to be drinking strangers? Are we these strangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a farmer from Somerset. Any chance she's like six months from me and take her into a football stadium and then moan about it? Yeah, why not? Hmm. Right, cool. We're going to leave it there. Uh, that is the Originals podcast. We were doing podcasts over the summer, so don't worry, we're not going too far. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be continuing. There's going to be daily updates on the YouTube channel and on podcasts as well. So obviously, if you want to get your Liverpool fix, you can do. And as mentioned previously, Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, the documentary series, three parts coming this June. Part one. June 23rd, get your calendars marked. If you want early access and exclusive access to episodes two and three, uh, head to rebenplus.com. You're going to get the full interviews. I, a couple that we've already unveiled is obviously Jordan Henderson and Adam Lallana, so you're going to get those full interviews as well over on there. If you scan the QR code, if you're on YouTube, or if you just go to rebenplus.com, choose a Club Captain Yearly subscription, use the code YEAR, Y-E-A-R, you get it for 50% off for an entire year of Redmen goodness. That is an incredible deal. It is not one that we're going to be keeping around for long because it is an incredible deal. Uh, so do take advantage of that while you can. Capitalise on all the summer optimism and transfers and, again, having those digital cuddles of us throughout this period. Um, and, yeah, it should be very good. Absolutely. You can't wait. <laughs> cannot wait for. Um, but, yeah, that's it from us for now. Um, um, and we will see you all very soon. Thanks for listening. If you want even more boss content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.